So you're ready to ask the biggest question of your life. The only question before that question. How do you find the perfect ring to ask it with? With the incredible selection of diamonds at Jared and our price match guarantee, you can dare to stop searching and find the perfect diamond at a price you'll love. Visit your local Jared store today and dare to be devoted. We promise to match any price on a like loose certified diamond of the same quality from any other jewelry retailer. See jared.com slash price match for details. Hello, and welcome to Everyday Connection with your hosts, Rico Shields and Jean Victoria Norlock. Bringing your inner life to your everyday life. Welcome, everybody to this Tuesday edition of Everyday Connection. I'm Rico Shields. And off to my left, slightly to my front, 1,627 miles, as the crow flies, Jean Victoria Norlock. How are you, Jean? I'm awesome. You found out for me. I found out for you. I don't I don't have kilometers, but I have miles, uh, and which I'm sure I could convert. I didn't even think about writing down kilometers when I wrote it down, but... Yes, nineteen hundred. That's okay. You said one thousand. One thousand six hundred and twenty-seven miles. Sixteen twenty-seven. If you, as the crow flies, just you know, center of Houston to the center of Sutton. Uh, or nineteen hundred and nine miles, if you drove it. Nineteen hundred and nine miles. So. Well, then that would be. A lot of hours in a car. <laughs> oh, that would be a very long time. 33 hours, I believe it said. Uh, it took some convincing, but 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 Google, in fact, did know what Sutton was. It just, Sutton QC is not enough. You have to tell it Sutton QC Canada. I wonder if people uh, have that much trouble finding United States points on the map when they're not in the United States. I bet they don't, and that's not right. Not really right that I should have difficulty finding Sutton, Quebec. If I, I I knew I had to put QC, or I'd just, God knows what I'd get for Sutton. But I still got the same junk, even though I put the QC. That's ridiculous. Oh. Well, it's possible, you know, um, that, was there a bunch of Suttons? Uh, it wasn't even, it didn't even pull anything up on the map straight off when I put Sutton QC into Google. It was pulling up, Let's see what it does if I do it again. See, now it knows I chose Sutton, Quebec, so it's liable to have that in my search results. Google does that. Yeah. yeah. See, thanks for you. Your guide to Sutton, Quebec, Sutton, Quebec, Wikipedia, map, the whole thing. <laughs> uh, but, you know, the first, time awesome. I, the first time I did it, there was, you know, and I don't know, I think maybe I put QC in capitals. Anyway, you know. Well, see, now what you need to do is you need to go on the satellite thing. Yeah. Look up the address and see what we look like from from space. Yeah, cuz that'd be cool. That'd be very cool. That'd be cool. Oh wow. So I see I see the uh family is gathering in the chat room, which is awesome cuz um it's campfire night. 
How fun is that? How fun is that? We get to tell stories. Amy was just yeah. trying to call me. Maybe we'll get her to call in. My goddaughter. Uh-huh. Uh, Does she tell good campfire stories? Bill's here. She tells good campfire stories. And, uh, That's awesome. Uh, she actually has uh, an extraordinarily moving video that she put up about being, I don't know what, from a sexual orientation standpoint, uh, but having come out, so to speak, and then been, you know, tortured. and We don't burn people at the stake anymore, but in ways that was quicker. <laughs> now, now And less just, painful. Yeah. As much as I hate the fire and death by fire, um, a lot less painful than the lifelong emotional scar. I have a tale from the campfire, um, actually, that pertaining to this and it's about bullying and it's wow am i ever about to reveal a very scary part of my youth but um maybe just to get the message out there on how powerful bullying can be um i was not a good girl when i was a teenager not in the slightest bit a good girl in fact i ran with some pretty tough friends and um I had a boyfriend who was in juvie a couple times. Anyways, we were hanging out one night on the street, and um, we ran into a girl who I'd been hitting on my boyfriend when she shouldn't have been, and this is embarrassing, but I I think I was about 15 at the time, which is no excuse, I have to admit. Um, However, you know, being the tough girl that I am, my two friends started fighting over her because they wanted to, you know, decide who was going to beat on her. And I, again, I'm saying I wasn't a good girl, so this is revealing a little bit too much about my life, but I pulled out a knife that I was carrying, and I said, that's okay, I'll just cut her in half, and you guys can each have a half. Now, 15 or not, there's no excuse, and I certainly don't condone what I did, but the true impact of it came 15 years later, when my best friend, who is still my best friend, who was one of those two girls that was pulling on her, um, called me one day and said, you won't believe what happened today. And I said, what happened? And she said that the girl in question had come into the factory where my friend has worked for years and years and years and took one look at my friend and promptly quit her job and walked out. This is 15 years later. She was terrified. She couldn't look my friend in the eye. She was terrified. She went, she told the boss she can't work there because she's, she just couldn't work there. And that was it. She was gone. So my friend, being the tough, very giving, loving person that she is, went straight to the boss's office, explained the situation, and they called the girl back in. And my friend apologized to her, and the girl took the job. But that's, what kind of impact we're talking about? How 15 years later, the scarring was so deep in this girl that she couldn't, and she wasn't even going to be working on the same floor in the factory, not even in the same department. So she wouldn't have seen her. She would have just seen her maybe on break time. Um, but that so, was too much. So, but that was too much. So to any youth out there listening, or even adults, because adults sometimes do it as well. In fact, Adults are really good at it because they've honed the ability to cut below the belt. Think about 
the impact that your words are going to have before you say them, regardless of whether or not you agree with a person's lifestyle choice. Um, that is the kind of information in today's day and age that you really ought to keep to yourself. It's certainly not for you to judge. Um, and and for the young ones out there, it's it's not worth it just to look tough or to feel tough or to feel in power. Um, because, you know, that's the game I was playing when I was 15 because I certainly didn't know anything about power. So I was, I was using the cheapest, fastest way to get that power. Um, and we scarred a girl for, it would have been, I think had she not walked into that factory, it could have been for the rest of her life. But I hope now that the apology has been made, um, that she understands that, you know, my friend and I both grew up to be totally different people. In fact, the other girl that was involved in the incident died of leukemia a few years back. Um, and that, again, you know, I mean, it, there's been a lot of life lessons along the way. So think about your actions because just one wrong moment can can mess somebody up for years. It's funny that, well, not really. Um coincidental that this should come up um posted a picture of a little girl holding up a sign says before you speak think t is it true h is it helpful i is it inspiring n is it necessary and k is it kind um and of course our dear friend alan jankowski replied if i had to go through that checklist each time i'd never speak again just saying but it is something to think about and it's i would like every i would invite everyone to think about it in regards to the way you talk to yourself and your body uh some interesting stuff with Veronica and Elohim in a question and answer session um uh, somebody was asking about you know things are going really well and my body's like what is this and basically it was well there's a there's a tremendous amount of control uh that you you could exercise over your physical apparatus that you don't that you can't because your body's turned it off and so you kind of in a period where you're reestablishing trust and i know from crashing back to earth that you wouldn't know anything about that but um <sighs> That so many of us, for so many years, you know, oh, God, I would just die, or I wish I was dead, or I'm so fat. I wish I could just trade this body in for a model that's not broken. And so pretty soon your body just turns the circuit off and doesn't listen anymore, because that's a little ridiculous. Or, or worst case scenario, your body listens and turns itself off. Yeah. See, and... and this is this is the problem that people have that they don't realize. And it's so not often spoken of. I mean, it's it should be talked about more regularly, but physical illness aside, accidents do happen, but nothing's an accident. So if you spend years 
saying how much you hate your life. Eventually, your body is going to start to reflect that mentality. And it's going to start doing you the favor of shutting down so that you don't have to deal with your life anymore. It is a slow suicide. A slow, unintentional suicide. It can be reversed, um, but that involves reopening that conversation with your body and realizing that your mind is in control of your physicality. And I'm not going to say, I'm not going to stand here and say that, you know, I've perfected the whole method of mind over matter because I certainly still have days where my body and I are not on the same page, so to speak. <laughs> um, but but I have learned through my own experiences with the spinal fracture and the herniated discs and, and the muscle issues. Um, I have learned that, well, two things. When I make a promise to my body, like I'm going to get rest, and make it up to you, body. I know you're tired. If you can just make it through this next couple of days, you have to keep that promise or else your body's not going to trust you next time. Yeah, when the day um, off comes, and, don't go jump out of an airplane because you always say yeah. you do that. If you promise your body you'll rest. I mean, your body likes to yeah. jump out of airplanes too, I would think. But, uh, well, there's that whole survival instinct thing. But but Absolutely. But a but, promise is a promise and you have to keep them. And and the other thing really is that you really shouldn't underestimate um, the power of your physical body because it, it's really when you start saying to your body or even saying to others, it hurts, I can't do this, my back's too sore, my legs are too sore, my injury stops me, when you set yourself those limitations then your body will accommodate those limitations and I'm not saying that you should ever push yourself beyond but you can slowly build up strength by opening up a different dialogue with your body and encouraging dialogue with your body and reminding it that it is strong it is powerful especially when it's given the right nutrients um, our our Physical bodies are amazing, amazing creations, and they contain within them a lot of a lot of wisdom, and they're self-regenerating. So, trust in that, and that's you know something that people ha- have lost the ability to do. They've lost the ability to trust the strength of their own physicality, and they've put their faith instead in the doctors and the pharmaceutical companies. I'm not saying it's not okay if you've got, you know, a fractured spine. It's it's totally okay to take the pain pills. I did. Absolutely. Take them. Get out of the pain cycle. Get some rest. Your body needs it in order to heal. But at the same time, also believe wholeheartedly that your body will heal. Do not buy into this crap about, well, your back is broken. That's it. You're going to be screwed for life. Because that's bullshit. And... People need to realize that. We've heard it for too long. Certain injuries are lifelong. They're, you know... Never going to go away. Eventually, you're going to... You they're never going to go away. Eventually, you need surgery. You're going to be disabled. They told me at 28 I'd be in a wheelchair. Well, I'm back to work again. 
at the age of 37. So and reasonably almost... physical work. Um, oh, yeah. The last couple of days of work has been extremely physical. And I'm a little sore, but I'm still on my feet, and I still feel good. And so have faith, people. Your your bodies are so magical. They're so powerful, and they're, they're just beautiful, amazing machines. And, and you should, you know, give them the respect that's due and have faith in their abilities. That's all. Absolutely. I'm trying to type and talk. Are you? What are you typing? Well, Amy is... I text her as a reply when she called rather than just rejecting her phone call and said, you know, hey, I'm on the radio. And we're having call-in night. You should call. And um, she finally just answered, LOL. Okay, call about what? But anything she wants to talk about, but there's also 15, you a know. few others in the a few others in the chat room. Um, but I'd invite Bill to call in. Yeah, Bill can call and tell us a story. Said she would be by at some point, but share some know, wisdom or happen. even some poetry. Jason um, said he'd be back. Probably tell us about his latest stone creations. He's had yeah. some awesome stuff lately. It's uh, so it's tales from the campfire, guys, or anybody who's out there who's listening. The call-in number is eight zero five two four three one three one eight. I call in, share some personal stories, share some personal experiences, share some wisdoms that you've gained over the years through those experiences, or without warning to Rick, ask any question you want of us. We'll answer it. That's right. With Even I don't know being a, yes, that's right. with I don't have a clue being a fair answer. Well, if it's if it's a dead relative boyfriend question, you might get an I don't know. But um, if there's anything you want to know about us, about our work, um, any questions you'd like answered, um, or anything you think that we might have a little bit of wisdom to share with regards to something you got going on, then feel free to call in, and we will do our best. To answer, well, we will answer truthfully, but we will also do our best to uh, help you out. Now I'm typing the phone number again, 1318. I can't cut and paste to my phone. That's We're going to have to work that out. Um, well, they have applications that do that, but. Yes, they do. Because uh, I, I can do that now between my laptop, which is on my left, running Skype and since you're to my left anyway, and forward, it's kind of actually on the line between here and Sutton, the laptop is. And then over to the right, it's the chat room, control panel, the place where all these callers will show up as soon as they call. Um, <laughs> and um, But we have we always have lots to talk about, and, 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 and of course it could be like I posted on Facebook a couple hours ago, you know, please call in or we'll be forced to talk to ourselves. Which we do often anyway. But um, I have a friend that was going to stop by tonight, and she's actually going to stop by for the first 30 minutes of next Tuesday night. And um, so we may have a three guests, 30 minutes of pop, or two guests, 30 minutes of pop show next Tuesday. We'll see, because she has to go pick up the Boy Scouts. Um, but uh, my f- good friend Sarah Gish has an art exhibit opening. It's called Mod Mandalas, 
the Chakra series. And basically what she has done is created um, Oh, it wasn't supposed to open it in that window. Why it did that? I probably just closed the chat room on everybody. Uh Uh-oh. Still working for me. Okay, good. I'm back. Wow. I told it to open a link, and it normally doesn't... Wow. Okay. Okay. No big deal. Um... Art exhibit. Just call, crazy woman. What do I say? I don't want those people that just goes hello. Rick, focus, dude. You're on the air. Art y- exhibit. Yes, I know what I'm on the, the air. Art exhibit. I'm, I'm talking to a caller. Um, she's not on the phone yet, but I'm talking to her. Um, she has made mandalas of the seven chakras out of hubcaps. Really? Yeah. And um, she does a lot of interesting things like that. that. Sounds she very cool. Had art cars in the art car parade, uh, and she's generally dressed to match her car. It's quite interesting. But I find them, you know, and I mean, it's not not just hubcaps. There's roses and colors and textures and things. Uh, and uh, but. I want I want all of my Houston friends to know about the opening uh, a week from Thursday um because it's well where have you gone to a to an art opening that has um chair massages and chakra balancing meditations hmm? um not not very often do you get to do that at all yeah yeah it's kind of interesting so um um, and and so are these. I'm I'm on the link now, and so are these um, these pieces of art. She does interesting yeah. stuff. She really does. Yes. Um, you know, Got she um, she did art history up at UT, and um, she's been exhibited uh, at places all over Houston, especially the Art Car Museum. She's been at that for a long time, but. Uh, this will be at 14 pews. That's www.14pews.org. Uh, yes, it's pews. No, it's not church. So it'll be okay. Um, uh-oh. We have a caller, I think. All right. Hello, hello. Come in. What's up, Godfather? Hey, goddaughter, what's happening? <laughs> Nothing much. Taking care of the hoodlum. Hoodlums, yes, children's. Yeah, hoodlums. Chitlins. So, <laughs> Jean and I talk about you with some regularity, and uh, now yeah, you're absolutely. And now that I get to speak to her in person before Rick says anything else, I just want to say how absolutely amazed and impressed I was by the courage that you uh, had to post that video. Young lady, you are one of my heroes, I gotta say. Oh, thank you. Thank you. That means a lot. Good on you. <laughs> Takes a lot of courage for me to do that, especially with the stuff that I've gone through with it, you know. But it, in, it, it inspires other people, and it inspires 
uh, you know, my friends that are still, like, kind of unsure about who they are, and, you know, it kind of gives them a, a path to follow, you know, a positive one instead of what young teens are following nowadays, so... Look so at that. do you mind me asking, I know, it's awesome, right? And I'm just wondering, so what was your inspiration for turning it around? I mean, you could have gone the other way. Um, I was bullied in grade school and turned into a horrible bully in high school. Yeah. Uh, so I'm I'm just wondering, like, what was your inspiration for taking it the other way, which is amazing. Well, I mean, and uplifting. that was... I, I was raised to be different, and I was raised to show who I am, and I'm not afraid to do that. And, I mean, I've I've gone through many bullying situations where, you know, I've gotten my life threatened. I've, you know, I've been through a lot of stuff with it, but still I stay with who I am because, you know, there's a lot of people that don't want to do that. And, you know, some people just have to stand up for the people that don't want to show who they are. And because... Surprisingly, in high school, there's a lot of people that I go to school with that just don't want to tell people who they are, and I want them to be able to do that. And so inspiring them to do that and giving them my inspiration, which was my family and being so supportive about who I am and my music career and everything that I wanted to do, it, it gave me a lot of inspiration to go out there and tell other people about what I went through with my experience. Well, you're just awesome. And that offering an energetic alternative of, you know, look, okay, it was maybe not fun, but here I'm at, and it's going to be okay. It's that sometimes all it takes for people to sort of jump on the bus, so to speak. And and oh yeah. We were talking earlier about being trailblazers, and then the folks behind you get get it easier because you've taken all the burrs and thorns and stickers out of the way. Oh yeah, I mean. The the experiences that I went through, I mean, there was already um, people taking actions on it and everything. What? Oh, go pick it up. Uh Sorry, Leyland. Yes. But, I mean, there was already people that were moving in on the action of the bullying thing, and there was already people standing up. I mean, we've been standing up for gay rights all the time. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Wait a second. (laughs) Um, I mean, people were already taking stands for what they believed in, and I just, I mean, there's people with worse stories than me, but, I mean, it still helps people that are in the same situation because they'll probably relate to it, and you never know who it's going to help. And so, I mean, people putting their stories out there and telling people what they've been through, then it helps people to get through their experience and make it a whole lot easier for the people that are going through it. Now, see, how awesome is that? It's it's totally amazing that the younger generation thinks that way. I mean, our technology today has opened up a whole new world of possibilities for communication, sharing, honesty. Um, And, and again, I'm amazed and comforted and encouraged by the actions of people like you who take that and put that out there and say, this is it. And, you know, if this is your it, then that's cool. And if you don't like this it, then that's cool too. But this is, this is it. And I mean, 
I mean, don't get me wrong. A lot of teens don't do that, and a lot of teens are, especially nowadays, our generation is so into the drug scene and so into what society wants us to be that they get to get so caught up in that they, they're not who they are. And there's a few of us that are, you know, out there trying to get people to go, hey, look, this is not right. You know, we need to start looking at it in a different way and start doing the right thing instead of the wrong thing. And so, I mean, people like me that want to go out there and share their story and everything and want to tell people and then get people to, like, actually notice is the biggest part in it. And, I mean, my friend, uh, the reason why I did that video with my struggle of being LGBT is she's lesbian and her name's Jackie and she was doing a march at all the local restaurants and around the area about how it's okay to be gay and it's okay to be different from, you know, society wants you to be and she inspired me to do that and so she's out there doing all her things and getting the world to try to accept the gay ones and I feel she's going to start being famous one day. So, well, you know, the the big encouragement I have is once upon a time women that wore pants were outcasts and something mm-hmm. was wrong with them and, you know, they needed drugs or counseling or something. And now we don't call them women who wear pants, we call them Amy, you know. And Hopefully one day LGBT will just be NBD, no big deal, and everybody can just be whoever they are because, you know, okay, I was single, I met this person, we hit it off, and off we went. And then we went our own way, and I was single, and I met this other person. It just so happens that this one over here is one sex, and this one over here is a different sex, but what's that got to do with anything? And unless you're going to objectify, you know, love is a biological imperative. What? Love's not a biological imperative. Yeah. Babies, maybe, but, you know. uh, I mean... I hope we reach that day where everybody can just be who they are and be safe in sharing that with everybody. Yeah, um, that's, that's the reason why I do what I do. And I am who I am. And Rick knows very well that I am not afraid to show who I am. Either it's in public or with my family or with my friends. Because if you meet a new person and they're shy and they don't want to want people to know, like, their family situation or what they're going through, whether they're being abused or they're going through money hardships. I mean, I've been through it all. And so to share my story with people that, you know, need that help, I want to show that inspiration and give them the heart to be themselves and be out there and do what they want to do because of the struggles that I've gone through and where I am today. I want other people to be able to do that and be a stronger person and stand up to society and tell them that they're screwed up. (laughs) I guess that's the best way I could put that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you know, it's 
I mean, society society looks us. at you and says, you're all screwed up. You're not like us. And you go, no, no, y'all are all screwed up. You're not like me. So, you know. Yeah, but, you know, because, like, you know how me, you, Rick, we say our little motto that, you know, I don't I don't want to be normal. That's weird. Yeah. You know? That's, weird's <laughs> so, the new black. Society it's, it's wants in. Us, yeah, society wants us to be, you know, cookie cutters and wants us to join the job world and be doctors and lawyers and all that good stuff. And when you have the creative people like me that want to be musicians and want to be writers and want to do something else other than that, they look at you and they go, shame on you. <laughs> and, I mean, they they do that since you're Yeah, when are you going to get a real job? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. It's so true, though. And, and it doesn't just apply to artists in the artistic community. Um, all my life, I've heard, when are you going to get a real job? Because I was a waitress all my life. And just recently, I got a part-time job just to help pay the bills, but not too many hours, so I can still have time to write and paint, cleaning rooms at a hotel. And people ask me, and the way that they ask me, is, it's kind of funny because they're, do you like doing that? And it's like, yeah. I do. I go in. I clean the room. Nobody bugs me. I do my work. I go home. You can listen to my yes. iPod, whatever. Of course, yeah, I, I like I that. If, uh, I get paid. And you have improved. Zone. You have improved the condition of the hotel. So you have improved <laughs> the condition of the hotel owner. You have improved the condition of the guests. You have made great, you know, contributions. People, people, you know. Ah, well. Those are just and any any no yeah any housewife any housewife worth her salt knows that a good cleaning day is a day full of walking meditation. Mm-hmm. So walking and moving meditation. Now that's a meditation that's actually practiced in India, where they will put you to doing some menial tasks for hours and hours and hours. If you cannot meditate sitting still and chanting they would get you to do a repetitive task. Chop wood, carry water. Cleaning rooms mm-hmm. is pretty much the same. Yeah. You know? So yeah. I can I can cook up a great blog in my head while I'm changing beds. And I'm not judging anybody because I look getting set. So yes, I do like it. And I'm still stunned at the face that people make as they ask the question. You know, they get the little crinkly, the lip going up, and it's that earth like thing that once you've gotten a job, you're going to be that. You're a maid. No. Yeah, and I, I actually applied applied for my my first job yesterday, which is exciting because you know I have to go to school and then I have to do my music career, and I was talking to one of my friends about it, and they were like. Uh, what what are you going to go to college for? And I was like, you know, to be an English teacher, And but that's just going to be my backup. I want to be a musician. You know, I want to make my music known. And they're like, you should go on American Idols. I want to do it the hard way. So I'm going to do it the hard way and work for it instead of just getting my rights taken away from me. And they were like, when are you going to get a, are you going to get a real job? Oi. <laughs> I was like, I want to be a musician. That's a job, right? And they were like, do you know how many musicians don't make it? And I was like, I don't care. What's that got to do <laughs> well, with it? Well, they do what I want to love. I, 
So I posted a video earlier today. Jaco um, Pastorius, who's no longer with us, but was pretty much single-handedly turned the bass guitar from a background rhythm instrument into a lead instrument. Um, and people might be surprised. You know, they think, oh, well, he played since he was a kid. He's just gifted. They might be surprised when he starts going through, okay, here's a good exercise to do. And he's doing scales and he's doing, now he's doing them 50 times faster than I've ever seen somebody do scales on the bass guitar. But yeah. it's, people say that about coaches or channels. Uh, you know, you should do some work. Well, let me tell you, angels, it's work. Um, yeah. You know, Veronica out there in Sonoma has times when she finishes channeling and she can't drive herself home. She has somebody that drives her to the meetings. They did a retreat and not to mention not to mention the insane amount of upkeep for websites, blog sites, um Facebook accounts. I mean that takes time, people, and effort, and hours, and energy, and deep thought. You and can't just throw up random crap. We we have trouble paying buying the groceries around here, so we certainly don't have any social media marketing things. <laughs> you know? um, and and I think that would be plastic and fake, and would not be any good anyway. That's sort of like that American Idol thing. Yeah, you can win, yeah, and somebody can tell you how to be. What people don't understand is that, I mean, musicians, they took, I mean, even, you know, the the ones that aren't recognized yet, I mean, me and my, press, me and my friend Preston, um, we sit up for hours a night trying to figure out what notes to put to it, what lyric to put to it, and it's it's hard work, and it is work because it's called hard work, <laughs> and we work to make our music right so we can, you know, have stuff to put on a studio record or, you know, because we're supposed to be recording soon. I mean, we have to get all the stuff together, and it is work. It's it's really hard work when you have to sit there for three days and try to think of a line for a song because you're stuck. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's work. And, I mean, we love it, even though it keeps us up till, you know, 3 o'clock in the morning, and, and we, we drink lots and lots of coffee, but... We still love it because it's what we love to do, and that's our work is music, and it's which something that it, we love. And not which makes it not, not work. And people, people yeah. I think can feel that that you're not that you may be putting in days, but but you're not working. You're not suffering. Why, okay, why does work have to be something that you suffer to do? Why have we made the word go. work synonymous with suffering? And why do we hate Monday and love Friday? Exhaustion and, you know, anger and resentment. And why are those two words, you know, synonymous? Well, I don't understand. After, like, it's because after, like, centuries of people, you know, busting their butts to go out and plow cotton fields and they look back at their ancestry and like, oh, we have to do hard work. So sitting down and writing music compared to going and doing construction, that's not work at all because construction takes more effort and sweat and tears and blood because that's what we've done, 
you know, all our ancestry because that's how humans work. <laughs> so, I mean, it, it comes into the categories of hating your job because people just don't know, like, down to the core what work is. And pe- most people do not know that work has multiple meanings and that if you put hard work into anything, if you put your effort into anything, it's work. Even if you're, if I mean, for my for an example, my nephew building a Lego block, he put effort into it. It's work. <laughs> so, and, and if you ever watch a kid like get serious with the Lego, they do a lot of work. Oh, you have no idea. Oh, I mean, man. my nephew will sit there and build for yeah. hours. I had yeah Lincoln logs and Legos and and erector sets and. Man, an hour to figure out where to put that, that one next piece sometimes. Just, wow. That takes effort. It but takes it was fun. Thought. It's precision. Yes, but it was still, she's right, it was still work. So, mm-hmm. you know, rather than saying that the things that we love aren't work, why don't we change how we define the word work? As we have this change how we look at the word work. Dualistic definition, work, play, and they are separate. Mm-hmm. Things. Ugh. Why? Why? Well, dualism. Dualism. Yeah. Duality. Again. But, you know. So, I have a deal for you, Ames. Uh, yes. Not that we don't want you to hang around for the whole rest of this evening if you'd like to, but next week, on Tuesday, a week from today, mm-hmm. uh, my friend Sarah from my high school is going to be on from 7 to 7.30 our central time. Uh-huh. Why don't you? I'll I'll strip some of your music off of some of your videos, or if you've got some MP3s, I'll get them uploaded in into the studio, and and you come from seven thirty to eight thirty, and uh-huh. Jean can ask you who the hell are you and what do you do, oh, and all that. That'd be awesome. Wouldn't that would be awesome? To, I would love to have an in-depth conversation with her about just. <laughs> Yeah, her music, everything. Yeah. That would be great. Absolutely. Be great. I, I'm biased, of course, being being Godfather, but I'm telling you, the girl has got a set of pipes on her. And and just I and, I've and heard right proper music. And you do, you know. And I'm not I'm not biased because I don't know you from a freaking hole in the ground. So I I would yeah. tell you if you sucked, and you certainly don't suck. Um, and I would I would. Be very happy to play your music on air. Absolutely, that would be oh, yeah. fantastic. We could play your music during the breaks, and what fun would that be? Oh, that'd be fun. I, I mean, I'd really and plus, um, and plus, I'd, I don't know if you didn't know Rick, but I, I'm writing a new book, so I could talk about Excellent. that to you, which is Excellent. great. Yeah, and just because we like to shock our listeners, because shock value is good. Remind us again. How old are you? I am about to turn 16 in almost a week, I think. Yeah. Oh. And who says our youth is lost? And right. You, you said, I'm writing another book, didn't you? Isn't that what you said? Yes, yes. I'm, uh, I finished you, That would one. mean you've already written a book. Yes, I've already written. I've written uh, three books, actually. See there? I've I've written a, I've written a 600 page book and I've written two 300 page books. 
And Jean knows. So, Crab, she's written means. she's written more books than I have. So I also have a um I, I have a thing where I blog on which is Tumblr because you know I'm a hipster. Well, we get all the links, and, you know, it just so happens that you're talking right now, there's somebody in the chat room that's a publisher and a poet. Oh. And uh, oh. um, I would think that the fact that you have Thank three you. books just sitting there would be something old Bill would want to talk to you about or would be willing to talk to you about. Bill's, oh, Bill's yeah. different as publishers go. Uh, you know, people come to Bill and say, you know, okay, so – you go to an average publisher say, I want to publish this book. They say, okay, well, we're going to take this chapter out, and we're going to rearrange this, and this is your ghostwriter, and here's your editor, and here's the cover artist. Oh, no, we're not putting that on the cover. Oh, crap, no. You go to Bill and say, look, I got this book, and I think I'd like to maybe – I'd, maybe I'd like to publish it. And Bill goes, mm-hmm. okay, well, do you want to publish it? What do you want it to look like? What it, and I know Great. that'll probably shock people, and and I'm sure there's certain authors that would you know get in touch with Bill and be like, yeah, this can't be real, but it is. Yeah, um, because I mean, the reason why I haven't I haven't really like I haven't looked at my books in a while because I've been thinking about publish publishing them, but with the fact that off the the publishers nowadays just like to take out everything, and I wouldn't like that because I love my work and I spent three years. On my work, <laughs> so having it someone well, would take Bill it taken out would be. Bill is first and foremost an artist. If that mm-hmm. um, if that helps any, uh, he oh, cool. understands the passion and the time and the energy that goes into any artistic creation, yeah. and um, the only help that he will give you is the help that you ask for. Um, yeah. And that's it. That's all. Yeah, he, he's yeah. not going to touch your work. He's not going to mess with your work. I mean, if you um, want advice on the cover art, he, if you want advice, he knows friends that are no. artists, and he might hook them up with, with you, but he's not going to tell you, this is the way it's going to look because this is what is currently marketable. I just can't <laughs> even imagine that coming out of Bill. Maybe if he was telling a joke. Yeah, I am writing another book, Rick. Excellent. I didn't know if I told you that or not. Excellent. And it's, awesome. it's actually really, really different from the other books that I've written because my 600-page book was on, you know, the fantasy world, and then my one 300 book was on society, and my other one was about uh, my brother. So, and this one is about the six impossible things, which I looked up and researched on because I like to research for my books, is the six impossible things that the world thinks they can't do. And Oh, I'm I want to read it. Pretty, I'm, I'm pretty much proving the world wrong on... I was going to say, how many of the six have you done? <laughs> I have done um, three of them, I think. Because three of the six, halfway is, there at age yeah. 15. Yeah. I want to read it already. I, I really <laughs> I do. you got to yeah. get it done. So I, I told you I've been it. trying to get her to... Come on the radio, and she keeps saying, "Yeah, I'll come on the radio." But then, you know, well, I don't want to be one of those people that calls in just says, "Hey." Well, that's what everybody does. This <laughs> is a very different kind of show, too. We don't, you know. Mm-hmm. Sam calls in from the UK to, or not the UK? Sam? I'm sorry. Well, Sam calls from okay. Glasgow. From Glasgow. Sam, you there? Um, yeah, he man. He calls from Hi. Glasgow just yeah. to say, "Hey." There he see, is. See? Yeah, I'm here. Like, 
He says, hey. Yeah. In the morning over there or something, 2 o'clock in the yeah, morning? Yeah, I just call it a talk quite randomly, but it always leads to quite cool stuff anyway, you know what I mean? So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you don't have to have a preconceived plan that much, you know. I don't really, <laughs> you know. So, see, you can get global exposure. We were actually just looking at the stats today. What what did it say it was, Jane? 5,000-something a month? 5,000 last month. 1,248 last week, and I'm like, come on, we can't get two more people to make 1,250? Come on. <laughs> but... Well, I've told, I've, told, I've told a lot of people about your radio show, actually, because I was like, guess what? I'm going on my godfather's radio show. And they're like, godfather, are you Catholic? Everybody gets – and Facebook doesn't even have an option godfather as family, so I have you listed as stepdaughter, and it's weird, so I'm just going to take it off because <laughs> uh, she's just Amy. But, um, <laughs> but yeah. Why do you awesome. have to be Catholic awesome. to have a godparent? I have no idea. I, I mean, don't know what. I'm not Catholic, was... but doesn't it mean a a person who has agreed to take an interest in the spiritual growth of the young one? Yeah, actually, it's a person who is taking who has agreed to take an interest in the, in the growth, physical and spiritual growth of the young one. Yeah. And who well, will take I mean, on the role of parent. Should something happen well, to the parent? I mean, should something happen? Rick, is, yeah. Rick has done that for me. I mean, I he gave me my spiritual awakening. And, I mean, physically, I, I don't know about physically, we've eaten a lot. Yeah. <laughs> but... <laughs> Well, when I, I say mean, physically, I mean yep. like if, if you need something, if you need something, yeah. and your parents aren't in a position to provide it, or they're not around to provide it, then who are you going to go to? You go to you do, go oh, to yeah. your godparent. That's supposed to, that's the I way it's supposed to go. That's that's how it goes, and and <laughs> it's gotten all stirred around with you know. I'm going to make like you a, an offer you cannot refuse. Really? <laughs> what what's that all about? But um, but many things get screwed around a little sideways and backwards on this planet in the past, and that's okay. We're straightening things out. Of course. And uh, but that's just going to be the coolest. We're we'll probably take a little break. You're welcome to stay with us, uh, Sam. Hang and out. And then when yep, we get sure. back, yep. we gotta and talk to Sam and see what's going on in Glasgow. What's going on up in, in, in Glasgow? So uh, let's have some. Good. Elijah in the Band of Light, mostly because I just edited this together with our uh, sponsors that have been rearranged. Uh, but the song's called I Love Being Here, and I can't think of a title more apropos because I do. I just love being here with all you people hanging out. So we'll be back in about five minutes, folks. Stay with us. And now, a word from our sponsors. The life of a creator can be challenging without the support of a loving family. When your inner child calls, will you have the courage to answer? If you're looking for a safe place to play in the artistic energy of life, a place where you can be embraced for all the beauty that you naturally hold within, then the inner child family is the perfect place for you. A safe haven for artists, poets, and musicians, this uniquely accepting group of individuals is waiting to welcome you with open arms. Be it support that you seek, publishing assistance, or just a fun, friendly place to hang your virtual hat, 
you found a second home in Inner Child. Go home to IamInnerChild.com. Are you looking for answers, clarity, and relief? Are you seeking resolution to the issues in your life that are leaving you feeling confused, upset, and out of control? Are you experiencing the same situation over and over again? Are you ready to move forward and let go of what no longer works? Or is your mission to bridge the gap between human and animal, allowing for the relationship between you and your companion to deepen and flourish? With the help of the gentle guiding hand of Akashic visionary and animal communicator Inez Martin, you can find the answers that you are looking for. Open your heart to the possibilities by visiting Inez at VisionaryLifeConsultant.com. And now for some irregularly scheduled music.
There you be. You be back. Welcome back, everybody. That was our dear friend uh, Elijah and the Band of Light singing I Love Being Here, because I do. Yay. Sam, what's up? Sam, meet Amy. Ah. Amy, Sam. I'm good, yep. <laughs> I'm sitting in my nice new warmer, my new warmer flat. I had um, the builders in the day replacing the heating. And they've got nice new radiators that are run by hot water, and they come on instantly. And this flat's the warmest it has been in two and a half years of living here. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome! Awesome! Yeah. Congratulations! Come, uh, come, you you've had some cold weather. Oh yeah, yeah, totally. It's been um, really cold for September, and now we're just sort of um, at the end of a storm. At the weekend, it was really clear and nice, but frosty. Now we've got this big storm. They've had like winds battering the flat, you know. And I'm 15 high. It's sort of, you know, the windows start leaking. <laughs> it's a bit chilly, but um, yeah. So that's my sort of what's been happening today. Though I was, got, I was just got a phone call this morning, and there was like a, a cancellation for one of the other flats. And they said, "Do you want to do it today? You'd be busy today." And I was like, "No, no, no. Sitting them around, you know. Let's, let's get it done." <laughs> so yeah. I can actually feel the warmth from where I'm sitting, from the other side of the room, from this big, huge, six-foot-long radiator that they've installed, you know. Beautiful. And it runs in hot Your water. Your accent is amazing. <laughs> My accent, yeah. I think he, Sam thinks that about us. I know. Yeah, I well, totally. every time. It's all, every it's all time. Rel- My daughter it's all loves relative. it, too. Yeah, it's all relative, you know. If you live around, if you're in Scotland and you have a Scottish accent and everybody's got Scottish accents around you, well, it's just regular. Well, if you're in Canada or the States and everybody's got the same accent around you, well, you know, it's the same old, isn't it? You know. Yeah, we all do that. It's what Southern accent? I don't have a Southern accent, but no, Southern, we, don't we have do. Southern accents. Uh, I don't I do feel like I have a Southern Canadian accent. accent. Uh, you okay. have a Canadian accent. I don't have. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You don't. That's strange. That's right. That's right. I don't see. Tell you. Tell. Tell your godfather that I do not have an accent. Wait. We'll he get does. her on the phone sometime right. when she gets angry. Yeah. <sighs> oh yeah. You didn't tell me that. That when you get angry, you say a. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that's just not a right thing to say to somebody, is it? A. You know, just off the phone and get it out. And, and I, I came from the spot hey, that did. That, 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 that who the hell are you and what do you do is like what? half Irish or something. I don't yeah. know where you got that. A little what? Yeah. <laughs> Come here. I got it from yeah. Sam. Yeah? Yeah? Well, who the who hell, hell are, are you? you? What do you do? Yeah. See? <laughs> yeah, a little bit so in Canada. Yeah. Yeah. It always surprises me she doesn't have point of years. Yeah, right. well, I've got um, I look at a leprechaun sometimes. I was at the, um, a party in the woods in Dumfrieshire at the weekend, and it was clear but cold. And I've got a special hat. It's like a green and black hat, and I've got a green jacket, and I've got the long red hair. And um, I look more and more like a leprechaun. I sort of seem to be growing into this image of a leprechaun, you know, over time. You know, and um, well, that's not too bad. Or we've had Daryl Anka on the show, and he's yeah. starting to look like Bashar, and that's not exactly complimentary. But no. okay, well, okay, well, you know what? Go don't don't go to Ireland then, man, because they'll they'll capture you and yeah. keep you well, until you yeah, make a wish come true. Uh, Scottish folk are 
related to the Irish quite closely anyway with the you know with the sort of um, Celtic kind of cousins you know yeah yeah yeah. Yeah, oh, you can see some pictures of me on. Sit down and have a pint together. Everything be all right. Yeah, that exactly. was. Yeah. <laughs> have a bit. Just enjoy the crack, you know. <laughs> yeah. Take it out of your mouth. Yeah. Put it back. Uh uh-uh. uh Oh goodness gracious. Yeah. Layla's <laughs> putting rocks. You think in his mouth. kids are acting up? Yeah, me thinks. Oh, yeah. Me he, thinks the kids he's are. He's sitting in the bathroom putting blue rocks in his mouth. I'm like, what are you doing? And I'm, where did he smoke something today? <laughs> I guess he, blue, he blue rock. Uh, can you hear that? Yeah, well, you got to find hurt? out what those blue rocks a... taste like, you know. Oh, yeah. Might he's, be good. They're great. <laughs> he is certainly not a normal child. That's all right. Certainly not normal. Yeah. Um, I mean, he yeah. runs in circles for hours at a time, and, I mean, he's he's great. <laughs> uh, late in school, but, you know, oh, I don't yeah. have to see him for very long, so that makes it easier. Yeah, yeah I have to take care of him every day. Well, it's like my knee suck and get her back, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he does have those angelic eyes, though, doesn't he? Oh, goodness gracious. See him laughing over there, me talking about his angel eyes? Oh yeah, he. I mean, he's he's lucky. He's adorable because earlier today he kicked me in the face, and I was like, "You kicked me in the face. That's not good." He goes, "Yes, yes, good." I was like, "No." <laughs> I was like, "You do not kick me in the face." That's what he called me, and I was like, I looked at him, and he has his big all blue eyes and his curly blonde hair, and he's just, "I'm sorry, Mimi." And I'm like, "Oh God, you're lucky. You're so adorable." Yeah. Yeah. Ow. Why does Why does God make mothers have this almost unnatural love for their children so they don't kill them before they grow up? All right. No, no. Where? A little. Oh, oh my goodness. Well, <laughs> you so uh, Sam, what's what's up with the uh, weather over there? Because I I saw a post something about the coldest day in like a decade or. Yeah, it was the coldest um, coldest September maximum. It only got to 10 degrees the other day, and then the other night it got down about minus 2, which is pretty cold for um, Glasgow in sort of September. And we're out out in the woods. There's a party organised in the woods as well, near Dumfries, about 50 miles down the road. And it was really clear, but uh, the frost actually settled. When the sun started to rise, you could see the frost settling everywhere. Um, It was a really beautiful night. We actually saw... A meteor shower, yeah, in the middle of about sort of like three in the morning, we saw like a really big meteor shower, and it turns out it might be about a really, UK yeah. meteor shower. Yeah, there's an article up. I've just sort of posted one, and somebody's actually sort of got amateur footage, and we are not far away from where this camera was, and we actually was out in the sort of woods near this cottage, you know, and remember just looked up and went, "Wow, what is that?" You know, it's um, it's possibly space junk, or remember speculating it could be tiny alien ships. You know, sort of coming out. You know, we might have summoned them with our landing. We might have summoned them with our music. You know, yeah, yeah. There's all this techno music going on. You see, you might have actually sort of tuned in to them. You know, and they might have come sort of looking for us. But then, yeah, they got they went in too fast on the on the entry. You know, but they might be still be looking just now. So, 
I mean, go back down there next summer when you have more parties. They might have sort of um, moved into this cottage. You know, might be a new colony. <laughs> there you go. There you are. How about that? <laughs> I want to get the UFOs to come too. They, you know, yeah. somebody asked somebody asked Bashar one time. You know, spotting UFOs around the stadiums and this and that and was a concert. And he said, "Well, we do like music, you know." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like what? 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 We got to have a big ass reason. Yeah, it's because we like it. That's it. Yeah, yeah. So that's what's been going on with the weather. Anyway, it's been quite sort of freaky. You know, I think it's sort of to do with um, Arctic expansion due to the um, record melting of the ice cap. It sort of um, expands out the Arctic. It's like leaving your freezer with the door open, and so there's more area that's cold. Even though the freezer itself remains gets warmer, but the surrounding areas and get colder because um, in Scotland we're quite far north there were the same sort of latitude as sort of Churchill, Manitoba or something like that you know I mean, if you put Scotland west we'll be in Hudson Bay where the polars live so um, yeah <laughs> it's possibly something to do with that with that messing well, up with the yeah, jet stream the, that melted ice makes the seawater colder and yeah. the expanding area around it like you said and uh, yeah and yeah, cold seawater around an island is it's cold yeah, yeah, totally, because we're so very vulnerable our, to temperature. Our weird, our weird warm weather is the opposite of what you're getting. Because we, we've had a naturally warm fall so far. But it kind of goes together, because that, that's some of the warm that's getting up there that's melting the ice that's then dripping down in the water over the... I'm sure, Nancy, isn't it Nancy that's over on the East Coast, Canada? Nancy goes. Yes. It is. Uh, oh no, she's Nancy back. goes. She moved back. She's back. But um, I'm sure it's probably chilly over there by the water. Uh oh, we lost Sam again. Uh-oh. And Skype's a wonderful thing, but you know, as we often say, technology a wonderful thing as long as it works. Oh, absolutely. Um, Bill's still Bill's still in the chat room. So, Bill, when are you calling in, buddy? Yeah, you really. gotta call in and say hi too. I know you're out there. Dodging connection. Yeah, yeah. Where are you? See, he even in the even in the chat room. And of course, I, I was about to say he even has a Scottish accent in the chat room, and now he types part of moi. Okay. <clears throat> but uh, yeah, dodgy internet connection. You can just hear him. You know, shows you a bit dodgy. <laughs> oh, now I have this funny bar. What is? Oh, it says caller Fat Sam has dropped, but not for long. The bandito returns. Yeah, I'm back now. <laughs> See? Yeah. We have a global show. We have fun sometimes. We Sam from Glasgow and Anne from Australia, and you know, we get around. You gotta well, get around I'm curious. A five thousand listeners. I'm curious, Ben. Do you think that it's going to even out? Like, I mean, if if one area is causing, you know, this cold, this unnatural cold, and then another area is getting unnatural warmth, will it? I mean, eventually, when you leave the refrigerator door open, it eventually kind of evens out, you know? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so we sort of transition so, sort of time. It's all going to be crazy. See the same kind of temperature everywhere. Like, what's going to happen with that? 
pizzazzy weird. No, it's just getting more and more extreme. You know, there'll be yeah, sort of... The average temperature will go up, but there'll be much more extreme and sort of like, you know, much more energy in the, in the atmosphere. I mean, I mean, obviously with the US, they've had like a like a long period of drought for this summer, you know. Other places are sort of like Spain as well, so southern Europe's had forest fires, you know. Yeah, so and it's happening, it's on. You over know. around the Philippines, they're flooding out. Yeah. Left and right. Yeah, they've been pummeled uh, that area this summer with lots. They've had like storm, like Philippines, Taiwan, Southeast China, sort of like the southern end of Japan. They've been pummeled. They've had so many Category Three, Four, Five hurricanes this season. It's mad, you know. It's, it's oh, not yeah. one it's the other. And they've had like Beating two the or three. Out of them. Yeah, but um, hurricane, hurricane Jigawatt. That's what I call it after Back to the Future. It's called Jellawatt, but I like to call it Jigawatt. <laughs> that's what it's like—a <laughs> Jigawatt of power pounding <laughs> the hell out of the Philippines and all the surrounding islands. You know, yeah. I think that but I think they're coming in to to stop people fighting. You know, they're fighting over those islands in Japan. Don't you heard about that? There's, there's a dispute between uh, Japan and China over some uninhabited islands, and I saw pictures of them firing water cannons at each other. So I think yeah, these, I um, hope it stays at water cannons. Yeah, because exactly. they have other cannons out there in the water with them. Oh yeah, absolutely. So <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. Maybe the Taiwan cannons. and Japanese Coast Guard shooting their their water cannons at each other. It's up for what? These uninhabited islands that China, Japan, and Taiwan all claim rights to, and they were actually owned by a private. Individual, and so the government of Japan finally bought him from this private individual. And uh, so there's some uninhabited rocks sticking out of the ocean, and they're, you know, all over there. Like, they were talking about having like 100 boats from Taiwan going up there to just say, mine, mine, mine. They're over there playing tug of war over some rocks in the water. So, again, hundreds of people will willingly die for possession, temporary possession of a land that has been there millions of years before they ever got here and will be here millions of years after they are gone. I do not understand the logic in this. Maybe that's where the, where the Thunderbirds are based and the fighting over the, the Thunderbirds, you know, where Thunderbirds are go. Maybe that's where they, they, they live in, in a secret base, in a secret bunker. Yeah. And they maybe. all know that they, they, want a, they want a piece of it, you know. <laughs> well, I saw a lot of people talking about the Gulf of Aden over there. has got some Stargate vortex open in it. Mm-hmm. Cryon was talking about conspiracy today. Uh-huh. All yeah. the conspiracies are kind of sort of coming out. People are leaking them. Everything's getting leaked. These days, yeah. So, if there's some big conspiracy that people have been hearing about for a long time, but there's not any leaks coming about it, and particularly if it's something that would have taken a whole lot of people to do, maybe it just isn't so. <laughs> yeah, totally. Because you know, once everybody's talking to everybody, you can't have secrets anymore. You just can't. Yeah. Everybody talks to everybody, even when you yeah. think you're having a private conversation between you and a bunch of rich donors in Florida. It turns out somebody's taping it and caught you with your 47% of you are worthless. Yeah. yeah. And exactly. I mean, the thing is like, a, even like an email, the phrase like an email is about as private as a postcard. And that's true. Yeah, yeah. I mean, over, over like, here they're sort of like um, getting legislation to try and monitor all emails and all sort of like mobile phone texts and calls and stuff like that. They want to just snoop at everybody. I mean, that's what they're 
they want them now, so we just see what you're going to see anyway, <laughs> you know. Well, and we geeks are paranoid, so you send an email, it probably goes through 20 servers between you and its destination. You send an email to yourself, it goes through a dozen, and yeah. and all of those servers have an operator, and the operator doesn't want to screw up, so they make copies of everything just in case. Yeah, totally. Okay, well, so you send your you send your romantic picture to someone. Well, there's 12 copies of it now at least. Yeah, totally. Now, supposedly, they're just going to sit there, and eventually they'll go away. But, yeah, sure. Uh-huh. It, yeah. And people got people just well, got to have to Well, my mama always said, if you don't want anybody to know about it, don't do it. And I'm assuming your life, that like goes it's all for the, be the headline in the paper. Yeah, that's what my mom said. She always told me if you don't, if you'd be ashamed to tell people that you did it, don't do it. Mm, yeah, totally. So yep. We we live in a public world now. Everything is public. Yeah, totally. I mean, totally. you know, I don't know what the inside of your house looks like, even though they live across the ocean because we have this technology called Facebook and blog sites and yeah. blog talk. And so, you know, if if you're not willing for the world to see it, don't freaking put it on the Internet. Yeah, I Amy's house over there. I've, I've never been upstairs physically when I've been oh, over yeah, there. But I've seen pictures of the upstairs on the Internet. It was empty. It didn't have any furniture in it and didn't have any of Amy's cool artwork and stuff on the walls. Funny. But, you know, it, it, you it's my there. You're such a creeper. Well, <laughs> you know, well, I, mean, you, I thought you, it looked you, nice you from the outside. That? Yeah. I mean, people so I heard bad things about the house you were in just before that for a brief period. I mean, you yeah. see a lot of uh, teens nowadays in my generation that are, you know, posting rude crude photos of themselves and, you know, comments on, like, Facebook or Tumblr, Twitter, you know, all those things. And then, I mean, they tell us in school that, oh, you know, you post this and this on the Internet, your job's going to find it and you're going to get fired. But even though they tell you that years before you get a job, I mean, the teams nowadays just, they don't care as much as they used to. And, I mean, an incident happened I think it was yesterday where a freshman sent out a picture of herself to her boyfriend, and they ended up breaking up afterwards. And he sent it to the whole school. So yeah. I mean, I mean, your stuff's never private, you know. And you can't you can't really trust anybody that you really don't know, unless you know. I mean, not even some of your family. And Rick, you're not even my family, but you're my family. <laughs> but well, families like I mean, that. Yeah. We have a really weird family. But you still shouldn't. I mean, I, I had a friend who, um, I remember the panic. Oh, my goodness, do I remember the panic when she realized that her phone was missing. Now, she had never taken, she had never sent those pictures. They never texted them in between each other. But her mm-hmm. husband and her, married mm-hmm. couple, had taken some home video Yeah. on yeah her phone, and then her phone got stolen. Yeah. And she was freaking. And I don't blame her, but wow, you know, and because she's like, but I never sent, I've never sent him even a text message with, 
with a bad picture on it or anything. I've never sent that over the airwaves so that nobody can get it. It was just stored on my SIM card. And I'm like, oh, girly girl. Well, girly then, girl. You have to be cautious, have to be cautious yeah. on where you put your private stuff on, whether it's on your computer, your phone, your tablet, your whatever you we have nowadays because I'm not up to date on technology. But, I mean, you have to be careful with that stuff because any time your stuff could be put out there for the world to see, and if you don't want the world to see it, don't don't put it anywhere where anybody can find it, you know. Yeah, but, I, I mean, the, my generation is really bad about that. Like, they, they like to... They like to put really, really weird stuff out there to where, you know, they're they're drama and stuff. And like me and Rick like to say, we're drama free. <laughs> Entering a drama free yeah. zone. So I'm just curious. Cause I'm I'm wondering, I'm wondering what your take is on that. Is it is it a need to express themselves? Or is it about shock value, or is it just a lackadaisy attitude towards social responsibility? Well, um, honestly, I think it's you know the the kids that uh, their their parents didn't really you know raise them right, or they raised them to be you know they they raised them in a closed environment. So when you put them on a social network like Twitter, Tumblr. Facebook, whatever else that's out there for the social world, then they end up wanting to put themselves out there and they're going to be uh, attention getters and they want people to notice them. And then, you know, they, they start to put themselves out there and then people start, it starts to create drama. And then people say the, say things that aren't supposed to be said and then it just gets out of control, and that's how cyberbullying gets caught up in the situation, and fights get ended up made because mostly because people are posting stuff on Facebook that's not drama free because people want attention and people want people to notice them more, and that's all it's about is the social rank that you're in in high school, technically, and I mean even adults do it. Which is really sad because the maturity that they're at, they should not want to do that, but they do. But it's all about attention. It's all about them wanting to get attention and, you know, then people feed off of it. And so other people start to do it. And so it's just a whole chain of attention. Um, Bad word. I'm not going to say that word. Ah, there's the back. You. There's back. Hello. Yeah. Hello. <laughs> I'm back again. Yeah. Oh, you're back. Now I'm sort of battling again with the, the old uh, internet. I think the sort of winds have damaged some sort of transmitters around here because that has been really bad today. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The wind can and and can can mess with it oddly enough. And yeah. Uh, yeah. even if it doesn't move things like satellite antennas and you know. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. So, solar winds mess with satellite antennas, and then earth winds mess with the mobile phone transmitters. So there you go. They're yeah, also vulnerable yeah. to winds of some sort, you know. <laughs> so, yeah. Sunspots. Yeah, totally. But I was about, I was about to sort of type in just, but I came back on. I was just saying, well, we wouldn't be doing this like ten, fifteen years ago, though. So you've got to sort of see it that way. So, yeah. What's well, yeah. made possible? Absolutely. I mean, it is, 
mean, as we're talking about a Pandora's box here, but at the same time, I mean, what we can do with it is much, much more outweighs what you know people can do sort of bad things to you know, you know. Well, I'd I'd have this. Yeah. If you get over the novelty and the drama of it, it's sort of like you you go somewhere and there's a topless beach, let's say. And yeah. you know, for, and you're not used to that. At least Americans aren't. You, you get there and you you just goggly eyed, you know, googly eyed yeah. over everything for a, a few days. But even even after a few days, you just kind of start to, you know, somebody goes, "Oh wow, look at that!" And you're like, "Yeah, yeah, it, yeah, whatever." It, it, <laughs> just, yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. So you know, the newness and the drama will wear off of it, and and people will sort of just kind of quit doing that, you know, because yeah. it won't be a payoff anymore in attention. Yeah. And, um, you know, I can't wait for that to start hitting television in waves. It's already starting to do it. The viewership's just dropping like, you know, rocks. Yeah. And somebody's going to figure it out, <laughs> put the Good News Network on, and their ratings are going to go up, and everybody else will follow like lambs, you know. Yeah. Yeah, totally. All it's going to take is one. And actually, if you think about it, like i got to say, I'm really impressed by certain certain show or not shows, but, but stations. Like the Discovery Channel, um, and still, Ellen's just generous always. Everything she does is magical. But there are certain certain shows out there that have jumped on that human need for inspiration and the human need for education, um, and they're doing amazing, amazing, amazing work. So it's it, it's really it's not that the good content is not available anymore. There was a time when I could I could safely say that, you know, the networks were crap and it was just bad for your mind to watch TV at all. Yeah. Now I would say there's nothing wrong with TV as long as you are completely aware that the junk is junk. Yeah. And that it's probably not healthy to watch the junk all the time and that you have other options. Yeah. So there are exercise. some really good quality programs. Yeah. Really quality good control. quality shows. Yeah. yeah. So you know, pick and choose your shows, people. Yeah. Use use your head and remember, whatever you put into your system is what you're going to get out of life. So yeah. you know that includes yeah. information. Like Abraham that says, you know, be really really careful to cook yourself this nice clean organic dinner. And then eat it on a TV tray in front of the nightly news. Yeah. <laughs> you know, picky about what you put in your body for food, but not picky about what you put in your mind with thoughts. And yeah. that's goofy. Yeah. yeah well, to them and to me. I mean, I mean, yeah, there's Discovery Channel and History Channel and all the good networks. But then again, you know, the people that are young and that are going to be our future leaders are watching trash shows like Jersey Shore, which is a famous one, and yeah. like all those reality TV shows, and that's teaching them how to go into the world and to society. And so yeah. we're going to have, you know, the big tan people that want to be like whatever his face is on Jersey Shore and the snooky people. And, and well, most teens and stuff are not watching the History Channel and Discovery Channel and stuff like that. Yeah. You know, we're quite lucky over here because we've got um, for the equivalent of twenty dollars a month. That's our TV license. You've got maybe about seventy or eighty free air channels, but once you pay your TV license, and that's it. I mean, obviously on top of that, you've got your Sky Sports and you've got your this and your that, and you can pay anything for twenty dollars a month equivalent or twelve pound here. 
you can you've got a really good range of good documentaries from the BBC, which is a good channel, oh, you know, man. and um, you yeah. get sort of good ones on there. So you can spend um, quite a bit of time oh, watching serious. some ad commercial free as well, commercial free. You know, you can watch hours of good documentaries for with no commercials whatsoever. And um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's spreading. It'll take it'll take that. time. Yeah. You know, my I mean, lightworker friends don't like it when I start talking about, you know, what's going to happen in two generations. They're like, I can't wait that long. Yeah. And I'm like, you, you're, you're infinite. You, you're you never going to quit existing, so what do you mean too long? <laughs> too long? Yeah. We're doing in, in one generation what it used to take 10 or 12 to do, so things are going well. Yeah. Everybody yeah. calm down. Yeah. <laughs> Things are going very well and, and they're speeding up exponentially. So I think everybody needs to just relax and stop worrying about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um I mean if you really think about think about the changes that you've seen in just the last year to two years, um, with regards to how many organizations and companies have actually got involved with the sustainable environmental movement. Um and and with human rights and with freedom freedom of speech and you know choice to to be who you want to be the yeah the gay and lesbian rights movement the anti bullying campaigns uh, all of these things are geared to encourage people to be more socially aware more self aware yeah and it's in the mainstream media so we need to appreciate the fact that this stuff is getting out there. Yeah, I mean, more people are getting more yeah, uh, educated and enlightened and um, they'll sort of like uh, break free of previous sort of shackles that are there for like 10, 20 years ago. You know, they can sort of, people can just, yeah, generally feel freer to sort of say what they think, you know, and engage yeah. in sort of debates which they wouldn't have been able to for free for sitting in the house. You know, I mean, for example, using Facebook as an example, it's like... Um, you got all these different groups sort of talk about sort of, uh, you know, we've got like the global sort of um, humanist secular movement. And you've got the Iranian sort of movement. There's this one place like um site. Uh-oh. Oh. Maybe we lost Sam and again. And there he goes again. I still have, well, I, I still have a light on the panel. But almost... Yeah, because we're like three minutes from the end of our airtime. How awesome is that? We are. But there is, there's amazing uh, things going on, people, and don't believe everything you read. Don't believe everything you think, but certainly don't believe everything you read or see on TV because there's, you know, oh, the this Libya thing, the Islamist extremists are going to take over, and they're going to take over everywhere. The people, the Islamist extremists killed the American ambassador who most of the Libyans saw as a real friend of them because he'd been, you know, providing aid, and he'd been on their side. And, and so the same protesters that threw out the government threw out the militias. Hundreds of them showed up. And the militia shot a couple of them and then said, holy crap, there's too many. we got to go. And so, you know, people are going to surprise you. Elections are going to surprise you. Um, and But they're really going to be good surprises. It's uh, oh, yeah. it's uh, it's good stuff. But uh, holy yeah. crap, the people showing up. What are you gonna do now? Oh, oh no. Oh, no. <laughs> so 
Run, you fuckers, run. <laughs> so we'll have uh, we'll have you back for music time and who the hell are you and all of that next week on Tuesday. Absolutely. And uh, we have uh, on Thursday of this week we have Ron Lewis. Is it? Where's my calendar? Yes. I have a calendar somewhere. I Ron Lewis is coming. I got a Facebook today on Skype. Yes. Yes, yes. And um, some dude named Ron. Yeah, yeah. You know that's what we do. Some some guy named Ron. He's sent me some talking points and stuff. I haven't read any of them, so I don't know anything much. Yeah. Uh, but uh, but he's doing great work, and he's going to come and tell us who the hell he is. What he does. So there. Right. Thanks for calling. This has been a blast. Mm-hmm. Always. And, um, Sam, thanks for, uh, you know, coming in. Thanks. Calling in several times. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and you're right. He just typed in the chat room. Yes, was just getting into a good groove there. But um, well, she, we start running you're time and doing your little radio show, just let me know and I'll call in, you know. Because okay. I'm awesome. Yes. You are awesome. And I like to give my A- statement. Amy Epic. Epic Amy. Of course. That's it. I mean, and well, you know, uh, you can call me that, or I got a thousand other nicknames you want to call yeah. me by, but, you know, I'm just Amy. I, Amy, look <laughs> me. <laughs> well, all right, One girl. Have a, have a wonderful night. What a pleasure. And uh, big thanks to Sam and Bill and... Captain Hawkeye. Uh, oh, yeah. It's always fun. So, you know, join us on Thursday for uh, Ron Lewis. And uh, next week for Sarah Gish and Amy Epic. And uh, until then, stay connected. Not everybody. We hope you'll join us again next time. Until then, visit our website at everydayconnection.me. And please like our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash everydayconnection. Think you might miss an episode? No problem. Subscribe to our show on iTunes by searching for Everyday Connection Radio. Subscriptions are free, just like your Everyday Connection. question of your life the only question before that question how do you find the perfect ring to ask it with with the incredible selection of diamonds at jared and our price match guarantee you can dare to stop searching and find the perfect diamond at a price you'll love visit your local jared store today and dare to be devoted we promise to match any price on a like loose certified diamond of the same quality from any other jewelry retailer see jared.com slash price match for details So you're ready to ask the biggest question of your life, the only question before that question. How do you find the perfect ring to ask it with? With the incredible selection of diamonds at Jared and our price match guarantee, you can dare to stop searching and find the perfect diamond at a price you'll love. Visit your local Jared store today and dare to be devoted. 
We promise to match any price on a like loose certified diamond of the same quality from any other jewelry retailer. See jared.com slash price match for details.